Reporting from the drunk tank in Albi Wandonga. Welcome, mate. G'day, good to be back. Good to have you on. Next up, we have the guy set to replace Nathan Buckley as the Pies coach. Welcome, to the Grill, also known as Greg to his mistress. Uh, did I get a job offer that I wasn't aware of? Well, you never know the Pies job, anyway. <laughs> Greg yeah, and fair enough. Following Greg and on debut, we have Year of the Ruse. Welcome. Good evening, gentlemen. Good to have you on. <laughs> and finally tonight, we have Rita, Thank you. his lover. i also like to welcome Jay from the oh. oh, God. Hello, hello. I think I'm becoming too much of a regular here now, particularly if you've got that sort of information. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all, it's all a sweet chatter, isn't it? <laughs> oh, Panani. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, it's, it's all a ruse. It's all a ruse. <laughs> fake news, fake news. So, first up is the Word Association segment, which is always led by the ever ignatic, or ignatic, Greg. Okay, Alex. Um, Nate, are you ready? Oh, God. Yes. All right. Go for it. Okay. James Heard. <laughs> Disgusting. James Heard. Are you, uh, is there an echo? I said disgusting. <laughs> James Heard. You want to say it five times? <laughs> <laughs> Is this like fucking Groundhog Day? All right. Um, uh, Phil Fair. I got you, babe. Um, James Heard. Wild Bill. <laughs> James Heard. Snake Baker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, James Heard. Hey, what the fuck? Is that six times? <laughs> um. <laughs> You're going to kick me off the air if I go on for one more. I swear to God, no, I don't know. I was going to go with something wrong to do with chocolate, but, um, oh, shit, where am I going to go? No, nah, can you say it one chocolate. more time? Sorry? James Hill. Oh, how many more times? Dolp. No, no, just kidding. You're done. Okay. K4. Oh, God. Righto. Nick Larky. Suva. Dean Wallace. Who? Dean Wallace. That was his answer. Yeah, what's oh, a Dean Wallace? <laughs> you know that um, thing, 99 preliminary final. But no, not I was about eight years old. I wouldn't remember that. <laughs> that makes one of us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the I remember. Todd Goldstein. Masseuse. Wow. Arazio Fantasia. Arazio? 
<laughs> oh, God. Trent Dumont. Frenchie? Yep, okay. You're done. Jay? Yeah, mate. Wayne Carey? <sighs> Wanker. Glenn Archer? Oh, shit. Uh, tough. David Calthorpe? <laughs> uh, keg with legs. <laughs> Brett Harvey? Oh, absolute tosser. Shane Harvey? <laughs> the better Harvey. Alrighty. Thanks, thanks, Jay, for your contribution. <laughs> okay, year of the ruse. Ready, mate? Yeah, mate. Okay, Elliot Kavanagh. Oh, that cocksucker. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Tarrant. Absolute gun. Thanks for that year of the ruse. I'd just like to apologise to everyone. I seem to have lost the recording for the Thumbs Up, Thumbs Down segment, as well as the start of the issues that we were going to discuss this week, primarily the resignations of two AFL executives and whether their resignations were actually warranted in the circumstances. So we catch up with the discussion with the grill talking about this particular issue of the week. One thing I will say is, I mean, because I spoke, I spoke with my wife about this, and I sort of said, "Oh, you know, what do you think?" And she sort of said, "Well, I mean, there might not have been any stated pressure; it might have been just implied." And okay, that yeah, it's a valid question, but isn't that basically saying that both parties, are that or either party or the party who was ever pressured, is too feeble-minded to make their own decision? And is that actually getting away from equality and what we're trying to promote? I thought it was an interesting point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, anything to add before we move on, boys? Actually, just a last one, actually. You mentioned about sort of views, and I had the other half's family over, and um, they're from NZ, and their first impression was, on the news, was... Um, you know, oh look, the um, the super code, the AFL is um, in disarray because people are having relations, and they thought it was hilarious. But when I got down to it and I asked them, you know, I said, well, and I explained it to them, and I said, well, what do you think about it? And they said, oh well, you know, it's all it's all fine. But they said what they found funny was the code was being um, tarnished and rubbed through the mud in the media, and they said the rest of it, well, they didn't see anything wrong with it. They and this is coming from um, hardcore super rugby fans and um, not knowing a thing about the game, but um, it's interesting to hear how some of our friends from across the ditch see it. So I think they, you know, similar to what we've just said before, it's it's more about the code and um, what they've done may or may not be right. But uh, anyway, we'll uh, I think we move on, Ben. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, you're totally right about the image and this whole idea about the media. I think there's two sides to that argument. Anyway, we'll move on to a bit of club discussion now. So, a recent article was released just today stating that North are making a double play for Kelly and Martin to play for North next year. Apparently, the Martin deal is actually six years and both combined their contracts all together over the years will total nearly $15 million. 
ridiculous like that. It's a lot of money being thrown out there. And apparently, we can. In further news, Nick Larkin becomes the thousand and fourth shinbone that plays for North Melbourne. And that's really about it for club discussion. There's not too much there. So we'll move straight on to the VFL, which is calling led by Nate. Thanks. You've really sort of um, got me dumbstruck or awestruck there because I was about, I was about to ask you. If any of you know what the salary cap um, is being increased to, because that's some huge money right there. But I realise it's about, uh, twelve men a year, I think. Yeah, but is that under the new agreement, or sorry, is that for this year or for next year? Next year. Uh, it is for next. I mean, funnily enough, it actually went up this year, but because of the fact that all contracts were signed, you know, well in advance of that, it didn't really make a difference. But um, yeah, so next year, twelve million ish. And this is my last one. So, do we do all clubs have to pay a hundred percent of that now, or is it still at a minimum of ninety something percent? Ninety five. Okay. Pretty sure it's still capped at the ninety five percent. My impression mm-hmm. from what people have been talking about with that one on the board. So, though I could be wrong with that one. Yeah, because you'd want to have some wiggle room. I just think, or maybe it's a discussion for another time, but you'd want to have some for contracts in the years coming up. But anyway, VFL. Um, So I watched all 102-point loss of that disgusting game. Sorry, that VFL game down at Frankston, home game to Richmond Tigers. And the amusing part was prior to the game, both sides were wearing their own home jerseys until Richmond were told to get on their alternate. And they were unaware. I'm surprised that a VFL club had no clue about that, or they won't, were not forewarned. Um, some of the comments from some of the guys that went along saying that Dumont at times looked a class above, um, he was sort of neither here nor there, which is probably what I agree with. And what I find or found really interesting is that um, Trent Dumont had 30 odd disposals and was somehow named best on ground. But um, and the opposite to that is Will Fordham had probably less than half of that, but I think his impact was almost as good. And I've, I'm on record as saying, you know, he's, he's a bit ordinary. He's just a, a bit player in the VFL at best in the past. And I actually really commend Will Fordham on his, his game. I um, His lead-up work on everything, it just felt like he was in a lot more than what his stats suggest. And that's me coming back and looking at the stats and going, oh, fuck, I had no idea that even Dumont had also that many as well because in his first half was garbage. And even some other big footy guys that I bumped into said pretty much similar that they thought Dumont would probably be stuck in the VFL for quite a while and um, wait and see. Um, Comments about not a great day for Durden is probably right on. Um, Sammy Wright is an unfortunate one going down with another injury. Uh, touched on Fordham. Hanson was good, although his stats didn't reflect that. But um, even going forward, kicking a couple of goals with the other Hanson, which is the Matt Hanson that people always hear about that is the Werribee VFL listed guy. Um, and both of them did an alternate job rotating between uh, fullback and or call it full forward if you will. And um, otherwise, the rest of the players, not really a great day. And um, yeah, so for the other half so of my family, it was um, their first AFL game. And, yeah, what a belting we got to witness. And also down at Frankston. So, um, yeah, we didn't bump into too many ferals, but uh, that's probably the only positive. Um, yeah, so on, back to you guys. 
Right, thanks for that, mate. Good as always. Even though VFL scores probably not so much. We did have a few Richmond posters on our VFL thread, but that that's just them. And <laughs> while they're bragging and trolling by VFL, that's just them. The sad, pathetic people that they are. I'm surprised they could find it, to be honest. Oh, you see... <laughs> They're bragging about VFL victories, you know. It's like a bulldog thing. They like bragging about pointless shit that doesn't matter. So we'll <laughs> move on to the questions now. Uh, Legrill, with Jay-Z... Yes! <laughs> yes! With Jay-Z out <laughs> who's going to be our designated person to get the hat kick for directly to an opposition player? <laughs> now, I don't think that's really constructive. But... Um... Let me guess. Um, Andrew Swallow. <laughs> you can tell who asked that question too. I know who asked that question. <laughs> who asked that question? Quiv. The Quiv stuff. Oh, okay. Right. Next question's for Nate. Why is Brad Scott so proud of playing injured players? Um, because he wouldn't want to admit fault because he can't change up. I'm just going to run with those who are in the, the bye-bye thread. Sorry, bye-bye Brad thread number three. I'm just going to appease them for a moment um, because he's a shit coach. No. Look, um, isn't it funny that when you've got so many on the injury list, and this is actually part of my answer, you can't really replace injured players with other injured players. So you're really stuck with either stay with the same, stay with the underperforming players, whether it be a gold scene or whoever else swallow, whatever you want to call it, or put in a guy like, I don't know, Will Fordham and upgrade him to the list, or have a Matt Taylor who's not even near VFL level and upgrade him to AFL, um, you're left with next to nothing. So um, Brad hasn't had a whole lot to um, to deal with. So, yeah, call him a genius. I don't know. Look, um, that's my answer. Yeah, well, it's a fair enough thing as well because what have we got left is the question and we don't have much left after these injuries and that's probably half the reason that Nick Larkey's getting a game yes he has earned it um, but I think that if we had a next to nothing of an injury list he would not be getting a game and that might sound like a bit of a harsh or a rude thing to say that that's the unfortunate reality is well, I don't, don't think he would <laughs> sorry given um, Brad's stubbornness and nature of what he's done with particular players, I actually don't think, I actually think that he would have been lucky the rest of the season in the VFL to dominate and much like he did for Trent Dumont in his first year and also like he did for Ben Jacobs when he I think first arrived at the club and uh, when Jacobs and I think Brad McKenzie, well sorry, Ben Jacobs was racking up big numbers and McKenzie when he was on the list was racking up SFA, sweet fuck all um yeah, so in a way, yeah, okay, yeah, it doesn't surprise me, and that's my answer. Uh, thank you. <laughs> you have the ruse. <laughs> Considering we might not get Kelly, more likely Dusty, who else should we, we be hunting or throwing money at? Really? Tough question. Um... Or anyone I reckon want... Bank it. I, I, I reckon I reckon bank it, take the draft picks, and uh, let's put it together for next year. 
Yeah, but there's also this problem with the 95% type thing. So unless you've got anyone on your wish list <laughs> that we don't have to pay for in terms of draft picks. Would you just prepay some of the players on a little bit more than what you normally would have paid Do them? Do you want to, though? Well, as long as they understand that they're not going to get much in future years. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's going to be a fun conversation. Hey, Lockie, you're going to be on half a million next year. Oh, goody. And then you get... <laughs> How's that, that going to go speaks, down? by the way? What's that? <laughs> Is that how he speaks, by the way? Just wondering. No, he doesn't speak well, like no. that. But I'm sure that the players get paid... I'm sure that, well, if they're, if, if they're smart... They would get paid in a manner that would, I don't know, get paid into some sort of um, account that just drips feeds the money, as opposed to, you know, just having the high bank check one year and the low one the next year. Jeez, this is Carlton type talking. I don't think it is. It's perfectly, perfectly legitimate. It sounds Here's an like idea the old for you. round paper bag sort of mentality is what he's sort oh, of getting at. Oh. I don't think I don't think there's any I don't think there's any, well there's certainly no there's no um what's the word you know um Jersey? well no it, it's it's I think it's completely legitimate <laughs> it's not like it's not trying to get around the salary cap no. sorry you're going to say well that. well um, Dustin Martin. Kelly, obviously, if you've managed to pull it off, fantastic. If you don't, uh, what about looking at a Michael Hartley or Paddy Ambrose? No, <laughs> oh, you laugh now. Where, where's your defence sitting? <laughs> where's, where's Ambrose sitting? I think he's uh, going to play his first VFL game in several weeks this week. Oh, very good. Well, he's not known to now. Oh, is he? <laughs> No, it's really midfielders that we are looking for in terms of players, and unfortunately, I just, Kelly, I just had a bad, I, I had a bad idea. Sorry, You're right. I just had a bad feeling. Come I just on. had a bad feeling. I thought of Stephen Motlop. Oh, God, we're being linked to him again too. Yeah, uh, he ain't coming. Oh. Yeah, well, apparently we've been linked to him again because we got linked to him last year as well. So, You'd be better off thinking of Daniel Monlop. You'd probably be in that, better probably Nick, better too. Probably <laughs> better off looking at Shannon Monlop. <laughs> Have you seen the park that he's been in lately? Jesus Christ. If it's similar to his brother, I'm not surprised. Mm, Jesus. Well, it's going quite lovely <laughs> at the moment. Who else can we offend? Oh, I lost count. We've dropped out four or five times and we've insulted everyone that I can think of. So just... Have you, insult- have you insulted the Royals yet? Fuck, that's the way we're going tonight. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Full-on Republican, mate, all the way. Yeah, Republic. Oh, just succeed already, WA. Right. Uh, <laughs> succeed or succeed? Succeed. There you go. Succeed. <laughs> oh, jeez. Just now I'm behind. <laughs> <laughs> just note any questions for Jay before we move on oh sorry was that for me um, so Jade, are you there still uh, I think so oh yep. that's lovely you haven't dropped out for a change oh, there's a question. Yeah, um, well, you know, get it in quick <laughs> oh well I plan to 
No loot. <laughs> uh, 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 um, so on a serious note, I hear, or I understand the last couple of years, you've had a bet with one of North Melbourne Bigfooty's finest wild bills surrounding whoever loses the game between Essendon and North Melbourne, uh, one of you will wear the opposition Guernsey jersey, whatever you want to call it, with a number of the other person's choosing. So in your case, you lost. <laughs> and you were going to be wearing Lindsay's number, but, um, yeah, look, there's a bit of a shame because, you know, well, I don't think you'll be playing for a long time, if ever again. So will you be wearing the jer- Sorry, the jumper this week. Well, uh, the, the bet was not to do with whether or not uh, uh, Essendon or North Melbourne beat the other. The bet was actually made in late 2015 or early twix, uh, 2016 in relation to the oh, fortunes. Yeah, 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 of the uh, the fortunes of both sides. And uh, I was looking yeah. at uh, at North Melbourne. I thought, well, the list is clearly complete shit. So this is uh, this is going to be us and a cancer. Um, for the year, and uh, merrily I went al- went along, and um, and then Kaz came along and went about their merry way, and <laughs> it was at this point in time I realised I didn't have any riders in this bet relating to whether or not there was a uh, a mass suspension of Essendon uh, players. Oh, I um, so- knew that. <laughs> so all of a sudden I was thrust in this position where we were uh, we were going to be fielding a VFL or substandard VFL side for the for the year um, and to be honest I still held out hope that we might have been able to do it but <laughs> obviously not so yes I will be wearing a North Melbourne Guernsey to the game this week um, I'll be uh, catching up with uh, more than a few friends of mine both pre and post game and I will be wearing that dirty dirty peasant rag um for the have you day got a number assigned to yourself number 21 although what? i have no idea who this person is why 21 is it just a random number that you chose or is it just... it's the number in the back of the the guernsey that i bought so um okay. what number bought what, what, yeah, I bought it. That was part of the arrangement. So uh, I did buy Guernsey, so I reckon I, uh, I contributed probably 25 to 30% of your total Guernsey sales for the year. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. Here we go. Fucking turn it up. Now, do you reckon, be honest, do you reckon you got it? You got, did you get ahead of yourself when you made that bet and you fucking went all in saying, oh, no, you know, Essen, they'll finish higher than North Melbourne, regardless of whatever fucking Kazasada Wada the universe decide to do? Did you I'm get thinking, ahead of yourself? No, I'm, I'm thinking what it was. I reckon I was about four or five uh, beers deep when I made the bet, So, uh, and I certainly wasn't going to back out of it. So, <laughs> um, Look, a, a full side last year, I think uh, we probably would have displaced North Melbourne in the eight, but uh, it's not to be, and I obviously um, am certainly not going to back away from it. So here we are. I'll be uh, at the game on Saturday uh, in blue and white stripes. Basically, so um, certainly so will you be doing a standing ovation? Will I be doing a standing ovation um, for what, what? One of the three goals that North should kick this week. Well, just not related. <laughs> Isn't that what you guys do? A standing ovation That's when the, you leave uh, the ground. Last, what was it? Three quarter time in the game we played last season. Oh, and we gave a nice little clap and pat on the back when we walked off the field. To that one. 
Uh, was it three? Oh well, wasn't walking off the field, but I think it was. I think it was half time, wasn't it? Oh, it could have been. I mean, yeah. we certainly walked off the field in game memory. So, <laughs> oh, yes. You got a good play. You got Joe Simpkins, so that's a good number. Oh, Joe Simpkins, twenty-one, is he? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Well done. Congratulations, Joe. You have the great honour of having uh, Jade wear a North Melbourne jersey <laughs> with your number. Right. Can you buy a badge? Uh, I didn't buy a badge. I reckon I could. I re- reckon I could probably uh, find the spare change to buy one, though. Okay. Very good. Very good indeed. I'm, sh- I'm sure you have a lot of money to spare for us poor peasants. <laughs> tin rattlers, mate. Tin rattlers. Yeah. Get it right. Oh, yeah, tin, tin rattlers. <laughs> That's it. All right. All right. We'll move on to the review now. See, we've made a complete mess of the rest of the show. So, the grill. How did you see that mess? Um. <laughs> That's the best way to to put it as a mess. I like it. Um, like we said in the preview, I thought we would get um, uh, the preview last week. I thought we would get um, run off the park, and pretty much happened that way. It was really disappointing to see. Um, look, it's um, a tough year. I mean, yes, losing Hibbert early, and um, that didn't help. Obviously, Wagner later on. It's just it was just a bad day. Um, I don't know. There's not a great deal that I really want to talk about. Um, Goldie, we mentioned before, that was really disappointing. Um, would have loved to have um, seen him capitalise on the glimpses that he showed the week before. Didn't do so, and I think unfortunately um, that was the reason why. He ultimately lost his place this week. It just seemed to me that they always had three players all over the ground that were always just trolling their opponents, and there was four of yeah. them to one of ours. And I'm not sure if it's a lack of fitness. I know this has been mentioned in the North Pool a few times. If it's a lack of fitness, or if it's a lack of smarts, or if I doubt it's game plan just holding off the man. So I think um, I think it was um, just a lack of leg speed. I mean, we we're always going to get exposed for it against this lot. Uh, yeah, but they can do if they can do one thing, they can run, um, and they are they are very fast side. And I didn't think like I thought it would have been a good game for say Ryan Clark to be in, um, even like even just for the fact that you know at least he's another one that's a, a good runner and repeat runner. Whereas we don't have many of those kind of players at the moment, and it's, it's, it really got showed up then. No, we don't have a lot of natural, actual guys that have big tanks on them outside. Say so guys like Lockie, Goldie, Hibbard, maybe Brown as well. There's Tarrant. Gibbo. Gibbo. Outside them, they don't have great tanks. Like Cunnington and Zebo have always had managed time. Swallows, he's got an all right tank, but he's not exactly the quickest guy in the world, so there's no point in him having a tank. So Yeah. We're really lacking. Clark's probably the only other one I can think of. So we're really lacking guys that have a large tank and can run out, actually keep pace with some of these guys. Yeah, and I mean, probably another one as well. Yeah, I mean, not having um, McMillan in that was that was that definitely he would have been. Oh, but even his running ability is would have been useful, whether or not it's you know elite. Um, 
perhaps not, but it w- would have certainly have helped us. I mean, Marley with his run out of halfback, that would have been a uh, fullback, so that would have been quite handy to have. But yeah, it was just so many runners. Um, you know, you've got like your obvious ones, like you know Ebert. Um, even Boke was getting around the ground. Um, but then also you've got Matt White, Jake Need. It just doesn't stop. And I'm sure there's a whole heap of other ones that I'm forgetting. Um, Wingard, even. Yeah, <laughs> it was just guys like that, yeah. Yeah, um, it just was... It was bound to happen. And the only way I saw us, um, you know, maybe keeping pace was if we absolutely smashed them on the mid in the um, inside ball, which we certainly didn't do that either. So, well, their spread absolutely killed us. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's that was that was that was the story of the game, really. Yep. Anything to add, you the ruse? Nothing here. Nothing here. Fair enough. <laughs> it, it was wasn't great to watch. Add. Nothing to add. Right. Uh, Probably guys that impressed me most, probably only one or two. Benny Brown had a very good game despite very crap service. He's had a very, very good year. Probably yeah. Joe Danaher's. <coughs> <laughs> no, they've both been had very good years. They both stood up for their sides when needed. Outside that, Lukey McDonald's had a very good had another good game. But really you can you struggle to find guys that played well in that game it was just Absolute abomination. So we'll probably move on to the previews now, just so give me a sec while I look up the So ins and outs, obviously, for Essendon. Laverde's in, as noted earlier, and Jake Watson's in. Craig Bird's been omitted. Josh Green has a hammy and carrying too much weight in his forehead. And North Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> the ins for North, uh, Ryan Clark. Frenchie, Sam Durden, Nick Larkin on debut, and Jared Waite. Todd Goldstein's a massive omission there. Finally happened. Hibbard's out for a number of weeks. Thomas is out. Doubtful to come back ever. Corey Wagner's out of an ankle, and Zeeble's apparently been managed quite extensively. So it's, yeah, very interesting. Guys, how are we going to see this match? Jesus Christ! I tell you what, you're playing to our weaknesses here. You're uh, you're you're putting in the weakest possible side that you can, which means you're almost inevitably going to win the game. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a method to the madness, you know. <laughs> no, it's yeah. We haven't picked a strong side. I'll quickly go for the matchups, and you guys can jump in whenever you like. But our forward line, Hartley, you probably go to Brown. Hartley to wait. Yeah, I think uh, Hartley will generally get uh, first dip at the uh, the opposition's best key forward. Uh, you know, the idea obviously, if we can keep Hurley free, um, does make a big difference to the way we attack. So um, if Hartley can, you know, break even or keep uh, Brown under control, I think um, that's that's probably going to be the likeliest matchup. Yeah. Okay. As for small forwards and small defenders, I'll say that will probably rotate around. I'll say Garner might sit on Kelly to negate his ball years at halfback and maybe someone like a Simpkin to sit on McGrath and get McDonald to play off McKenna a bit, who's had a very good year, I must say. Gleason's another one we have to watch. There's a lot of good defenders that rebound quite heavily from there, and that's 
one of Essendon's main strengths is that quick rebound and transition from half back to half forward is very quick. So we have to watch guys like even Merritt on the link up, Heppel on the link up, Goddard with his good kicking on the link up. So we probably need Gibson probably to go to Merritt to try and negate that ball use because that's where a lot they get a lot of the contested football and outlet football forwards that that should change a bit. But Tarrant to probably Hooker, Durden maybe to Danaher though that might change. You could probably put maybe even a Nielsen on Danaher if you really want to. But guys, how do we see the matchups in the forward line for Essendon? I think I think Robbie Tarrant to Danaher. That's just how I think. I I think you're gonna like he's the only guy probably with the strength to do it. Yeah, but might get burnt. He, he may get burnt on the uh, on the lead, but um, I can't I can't see it ending for us well if we're putting you know Nielsen or Durden to him. It's just I think it, it's just too much to ask of. Um, Relatively inexperienced players, yeah. um, but where I where we're going to have to um, really clamp down on Collier, Fantasia, and Tiffin Woody. I, I'm assuming when he gets in there, I think that's going to be the biggest thing. Um, particularly if the ball is flying in there at a furious pace, I think those guys are probably going to be the main beneficiaries of that. I think they um I think this kind of game will be sort of made for the for the crumbing forwards, um, particularly with the the absolute um density of big men that are gonna be in our team, but also in Essendon's side as well. Um apart from that, I think I think that um I mean obviously their midfield's probably ahead of ours. I mean you can merit Heppel Goddard all in reasonable form. Um, it'd be hot. I hope to see Madjack put in a strong performance in the ruck. Um, I think that is probably more his natural position. Um, I'm really hoping he shows something this week. Um, unless we get an absolute virtuoso performance from Ben Cunnington, I can't see. I can't see us getting ahead in the. Um, on in the midfield, either inside or outside, it's it has the potential to look quite ugly. Yep, oh, I, I quite agree, but there's nothing much more I can probably add on that. I, unfortunately, I think it's going to be a big Essendon win. I know Shade's probably a bit afraid of that, but <laughs> uh, yeah, it's um, I mean, look, if we were if we were playing GWS in Sydney this week, I'd almost have us as a a dollar ten favourite. But uh, playing a side that you know we're honestly expected to to beat um, has proven to be really the, our, our our biggest problem um, so far this year. So I can I can tell you right now, I don't know many Essendon supporters that are looking at this game thinking it's going to be an easy win. Um, you know, look, I, th- I think on paper we look at the teams and we go, okay, well. Essendon really should um, win this game, but uh, I, I, I've been burnt too many times to call this one a certainty. I, um, I'm, I'm, I can tell you right now, I'm very apprehensive, very worried about this game. So um, hopefully we can uh, learn something from 
our uh, numerous errors, um, the Carlton game, the Brisbane game, um, and actually, you know, do what we should do and, and win this game quite comfortably. Yeah. Anything to add, you, the Ruse, before we move on to the carriage? Um, yeah, no doubt this is going to be ugly. Let's just hope it's not going to be Dyson Heppel ugly for us with that horrible haircut. <laughs> It could, it could be worse. It could look like um, Parrish. <laughs> no, it couldn't. That's Cameron the Diaz. worst haircut in football. <laughs> oh, no, there's a few bad haircuts in football. Kyle Hook yeah. is pretty bad. How about the uh, the moustache on Joe and her? Oh, the- oh I, hey, I'm a big fan of those. But we've, oh, got, hey, we've got your feet. Have a go at Cameron Zerhars. When you get an opportunity. <laughs> the wispiest mustache since wispy. <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, I find it amusing. He's uh, this, one of the goofiest looking fellas you'll ever, you'll ever come across and he's 200 centimetres tall and he's just destroying sides at the moment. So <laughs> it's fun. He's come on this year. Like, always thought he was decent, but he's, he's probably one of the form forwards at the moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's, um, he's, he's quality. No doubt about it. Can I ask you a question? Did you um, absolutely lose your shit when um, he took that big mark over uh, Jake Cullor? I'm not going to lie. We've seen it so often over the last uh, last few months that it's it's sort of it's become a bit of a well, it's a bit of a norm now. You're sort of expecting that he's he's going to take one big mark um, at least per game. It, it it was fun when you realised it was over the top of Jake Cullor. Yeah, that's, right. yeah, that's yeah. probably more what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, obviously enjoyable. Obviously, what worried me, and he did exactly what you thought he'd do in terms of he, he went straight around and tried to kick um, off the side of the boot uh, and nearly yeah. nearly missed the goal. But, uh, you know, luckily enough, he did kick it. But, uh, yeah, so look, it's look. there's no denying it's, it, it's fun to have him. Um you know, to have him signed up for a number of years now. I think he's signed through to, to 2020. Um, he's obviously very good. We got, I, I don't want to say lucky, obviously, because there are, you know, there are some things happening behind the scenes. But, um, you know, the fact that he had the choice between Sydney um, and Essendon as a father-son to, to have got him is, is good. He's clearly incredibly talented. Um, he's got all the physical tools. So, yeah, loving it at the moment. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's always good to have, I mean, it's always good to have a player that's playing like that, but I think it's always that little bit extra. There's always that, I suppose, a little bit more special when it's a, a father-son sort of, you know, for generations of players, uh, for fans that did not see, you know, his dad gets to see the son and it, and the name sort of keeps going. I think it's really good. Yeah, look, it's. Um, I think it's one of the best things about the game, isn't it? When you um, yeah. when you can get the father sons going. I mean, look, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm, I'm happy that um, that there are rules in place now, which at least offer some level of equalisation as far as yeah. uh, father sons are concerned. Look, don't get me wrong. I I, I think if uh, if as a club, if one of your former players that that has hit the hundred games, um, you know, or whatever the criteria may be, in the future. I'm happy with the fact that your club does get a little bit of an advantage as far as that's that's concerned. You know that you got a little bit of luck there, and you know I want that to stay there. But yeah, you know, yeah. I I don't want to see a repeat. Um, you know, for example, I mean, look, Gary Ablett Jr. obviously is yeah. a superstar. He might be the best player I've ever seen. Um, 
you know, I, I don't really want to go back to seeing clubs yeah, picking up clearly talented kids, you know, with, you know, picks in the third, fourth, fifth round. Um, yeah. You know, we, we ended up paying pick 10 for, for Danaher, which is still, you know, very valuable um, pick. But you had, the op- you had the opportunity to get him. Whereas Absolutely. Absolutely. if it was just and in a draft, you may not he, have had that. Well, he may have gone pick one. We don't know. But, um, yeah, so as long as there's a little bit of a check and balance um, there, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for it. And you're dead right. You know, there's a bit of romance involved in, in seeing a father-son running around. And, um, you know, particularly when they start performing the way that, you know, that Danaher is now. Um, yeah. Certainly it gives something to the fans. It's, it's, the, it's the kind of thing you can't, um, you can't really manufacture it. Um, no. You know, you yeah. can't you can't make your supporters, your fans love um, your players. You can't get that sort of affection for them. So, look, it's it, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Very very I happy think, with. It. Yeah, well, I mean, I think like even if a player sort of plays like a player that you've had, say, I don't know, say we draft a kid, Nick or Nick Larky ends up playing, you know, very similar to how Wayne Carey plays. It's still not the same. But if he had that name, you'd you'd be going, oh, you see all the. You see all the similarities and things like that. Basically, like uh, Joe Watson and uh, and his dad. You know, you you just see those little bits that just yeah. remind you of the player. It's not. It's not. You know, anybody could do it the same way, but it sticks out more when that player does it. If that makes sense, I'm not explaining yeah, the, it too well. Well, the, yeah, no, no, no. I, I get it. The funny thing with uh, with with Joe and Tim is they're completely different players. So when they're actually playing the game, they look completely different. It's when they stop or walk or uh, yeah, talk. Yeah. It's when you notice that it, it, you notice that, you know, the extreme similarities between the two. So, <laughs> but you know, I do get what you're saying in terms of, I can give you one um, that's uh, that Essendon fans are a little bit excited about at the moment is, uh, you know, Orazio Fantasia. The, the comparison that I'm hearing quite a lot of is, is Mark Mercury. Um, you know, Fantasia is a little bit rangier, a little bit taller, um, or at least he plays that way um, compared to Mercury, but the sort of the strength in the air, the cleverness around the ball. Um, you know, it, it's nice when you get that sort of repeat. It gives you something to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, and obviously when you're talking about players that have, you know, that have been successful and have won flags for the club before, you know, it gives you that, uh, that, that, that hope, that bit of a wink and a nudge that we might be seeing the same thing again. So uh, it's yeah. definitely fun as a supporter. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So it's certainly interesting, considering that North's going to pick up a few next year with also Academy picks. The problem is, and what we've had a few issues with, is the Sydney Academy bumping heads with uh, young Blakey, who's touted as one of the best youngsters coming through. And Sydney could just potentially nab him with the Academy pick if he so chooses, which is it's not something we're impressed with on the North board at all. Can you um can can you clarify for me do because I'm genuinely not sure about this but a player that is potentially a father son and also an academy pick does he is he given the opportunity to actually choose yes, which he way is, he'd yeah. like to okay so I mean obviously with Danaher we had the, you know a similar similar situation where he had the ability to choose between Sydney and Essendon so I mean look if he's got the choice to choose um that you know then obviously North Melbourne can work with him and. Um, you know, hopefully can convince him that this is where he wants to play his football and, you know, you get him. But, you know, I've, I've only had a, a very brief look at it, but you guys have got a, yeah. you know, a, a lot of options. Are, uh, you know, you've got a real uh, a, a plethora of uh, um, exciting young talent coming through 
next year you can potentially pick up. So, um, yeah. look, I, I, I personally, I think your, your list management over the last you know, two or three years, and particularly the difficult decisions that were made last year, were probably the right choices. Oh, I, th- I think most most supporters would uh, would agree that the decisions were definitely right. Just on what you were saying about him having the choice, it's um basically the only issue is that he's John Blakey's son, who is currently a Sydney assistant. So he's been indoctrinated by Sydney, pretty much. <laughs> and that's the only reason why he's well, potentially well, potentially that's the only reason why he's in Sydney anyway. And keeping in mind that the academy picks are more designed to bring players who wouldn't have otherwise played AFL football into the system. It, well, from a North point of view, it sort of leaves a bit of a sour taste if he did go because, um, you know, I mean, it's a guy that's had his dad play football at the highest level for 300 games, yet he's, you know, just because, unfortunately, because his dad has a job um, at Sydney, at Sydney Football Club, um, I can't see the, I can't see any way where we can get him, and it's the same with John Longmire's kid as well. Uh, look, yeah, obviously it's it's possible, but I mean, with any luck, I think you might get a um, uh, a leg up as far as as Kelly coming from GWS is concerned. So, yeah, I mean, um, yeah. Well, and look, I, I genuinely hope so. To be honest, I, um, you know, I think that uh, you've you've made the room. You've done it in, in an appropriate way. Um, it's an attractive club. It's got a lot of talented kids um, there and ready to go. You can put a good case forward um, for what the team's going to look like over the next five years. So, you know, I, I hope it happens. Yeah, righto. We'll finish off on the Sam Courage nominees for this week. So. I'm just, there's not too many options for Messenden, which is a rare thing. Last year would have been Pony. <laughs> so for mine, it's got to be Myers. For, he's just one of those guys that's played too many games for the amount of lack of talent he has. Gene or Legrill, your nominee for the week? Um, well, I was going to say Bell Chambers, um, but um, from all reports, it's probably... He's had a very good year. He's, he's probably a little harsh. Um, only because I think he's going to have an absolute pile driver of a game. I think Travis Collier. Oh, that's a good one. Give the ruse. I think he's gone. Oh, he might have dropped out there. That's a shame. All right, Jade, any nominees from North that you want to kind of nominate? Oh, geez, how do I choose? Um, God, I mean, well, I mean, look, I'll I'll give you one. Uh, You were talking earlier about possibly putting Nielsen um, on Danaher. Um, I think uh, if if you're going to have one, let's let's say perhaps he manages to blanket and stop Danaher for the game. If he does, I tell you what, you've got a uh, got a player on your hands. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was just me talking shit. <laughs> I think you might see the eighteen man flood, eighteen men in the fifty. Oh, so the Colton flood. Oh, goody, that was... <laughs> yeah. yeah, good luck. <laughs> yeah, so a Jared Waite type will be definitely up your <laughs> In terms of players that have outstanding games against Essendon, he uh, he does. He actually does play a. Um, generally speaking, he plays a 
pretty good game against us. So he's the kind of player that, that could potentially hurt us. Um, Sean Attlee would be another one. He, um, he, you know, he does move the ball very, very well. Um, but, you know, obviously he's, he's, he's not a spot of a player by any stretch. So, but, but, you know, I could potentially see him having a, a pretty good game. Yeah, well, average players can count as well. So, yeah. He plays up at half forward nowadays. So he's a bit of a different player up there <laughs> compared to half back. He doesn't have the Shatley moments as he likes to be called on this board. <laughs> it yes. is Shatley, isn't it? Yes, that's it. <laughs> I think uh, the, a fan, isn't yeah, yeah, I was going to say the big, uh, the, uh, the major amusement as far as Atlee's concerned on the Essendon board is uh, one of your posters name, Hans, Handsome Be Wonderful, I think was the uh, was the poster <laughs> who uh, recounted his story of mouthing the word Atlee to, uh, to Adrian Dodoro after he, I don't know, managed to get his hands on the ball or whatever uh, in reference to we should have taken Atlee instead of Heppel, but uh, I I don't think you'll find many people that think um, yeah, that, I think, uh, um, <laughs> that was a decision oh, we should have made. Oh, only Quiv would pick up a <laughs> Yeah, Quiv. <laughs> I think actually largely it was because Dodoro had, or they, they'd leaked a, um, obviously before the players get drafted, they must run through um, a video explaining why they drafted the guy and they obviously thought that they were going to get Atlee. And somehow somebody got the video of it. So that's sort of the origins of that story a little bit as well. Are, are you trying to imply that Essendon doesn't have good governance in relation to uh, their trade draft tactics and uh, just generally keeping a good house in order? I think record keeping's a problem, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was waiting for that. He took us an hour and a half, but there you well, go. Hey, I'll, I think we've all been very good on both sides. I don't think there's been... Oh, no, there's been too many peasant calls for my liking, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm not sure if you'd be yeah. welcome back. It's up to yourself next year whether you have Jay back on. Ben Al- oh, I think, I think he's provided the lols. I think he's all right. Oh, all right, huh? You've had the tick of approval there, Jay. Mm. Yeah, don't speak too soon. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll, finish sure... up, we'll finish up there for today. So I'd like to thank Greg... Year of the Ruse when he was here, Nate when he was here, and Jay when he was here for joining us <laughs> for the show. <laughs> it was a good one. <laughs> oh, when I edited, it might be. It <laughs> <laughs> may only go for 15 minutes, though. That's the problem. Yeah, well, I think we missed a whole chunk of it, especially I think we missed out on the half the thumbs up, thumbs down, and half the issue. But yeah, that, that, otherwise, it's all right. It's going to be very fun to edit. Righto, so thanks for listening, ladies, gents, and Gasso, and Twinkle Toes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>